You know, I love my teens, but when my kids were little, we did this picture book, literature-rich, unit-study style of homeschooling, and I miss those days. It was so much fun when school was going down to the pond to feed the ducks. I love the early elementary years of homeschooling, and that's what we're going to be talking about on today's episode of the podcast. Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Welcome to episode six of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. Okay, today's episode of the podcast is all about homeschooling in the early elementary years. And for our definition today, early elementary is going to be K through three. So I wanted to start out by talking a little bit about some of the joy and struggle of homeschooling these particular age groups. Now, the joy is this is so much fun. And it's so much fun if this is your oldest child and this is all the homeschooling you're doing, or if you've got a few who are really close in age. It's a really fun, great time to just lean in and enjoy being with your kids. You're never going to have this much fun in your homeschool ever again. So, you know, enjoy it really, really enjoy it. And don't make it drudgery, which we're going to talk a lot more about later on in the podcast. This is the fun time in your homeschool. This is the time where you have the freedom to go places without worrying about, well, we're in this great online class. We've got to be home on Tuesdays now. None of that matters. Enjoy. Okay, so what are some of the problems? Because it's not all sunshine and roses with this particular age group. And there are a number of things that come into play, but a lot of things you actually have control over. So the first problem that I see with this age group is the expectations that are put on them are often unrealistic. So if you have looked at what's been happening in the public school system through the years is that in the 50s, very few children were expected to know a lot coming into kindergarten, and only a small percentage of children were really expected to know how to read leaving kindergarten. Now, in our current times, 100% of kids are expected to learn how to read before they leave kindergarten. And kids have not changed, folks. Only the expectations have changed. So you need to temper your expectations. You may have a child who is reading by the time they're six years old. You may also have a child who's just ready to learn to start reading by the time they're six years old. Both things are completely normal, completely normal. Nothing is wrong with either one of those children. And so we need to temper our expectations for these early years and know that our kids could fall at any one of these places. You may have a child who's not ready to start to learn to read until they're seven years old. And you know what? That's okay too. So keep your expectations in check. The second thing is kids are really, really wiggly and like to move a lot at this age. And so they don't always want to sit still for long periods of time. And you know what? They shouldn't have to. So put away the worksheets. We don't need to be doing worksheets at this age. Put those away and let kids, first of all, move as much as they want to. If you're reading to them and they're standing on their head, 
it's completely okay. If they're jumping on a mini tramp in the house, we had a mini trampoline with handlebars sitting next to our school table for years in our house and kids would be over there jumping while I was reading aloud. That's completely okay too. And keep your lessons short. Lessons for a kindergartner or a first grader, your entire school day is going to take about an hour maybe an hour and a half if you include lots of wonderful picture books you're going to read them. So lessons and school days should be really, really short. Math, under 10 minutes. I'm really serious about this one. You'll thank me later. And you'll get just as much done because you're going to, if your math lesson is 30 minutes long, the first 10 minutes, you're going to get a lot done. The last 20 minutes, you're just going to spend that time fighting with that kid. So don't do the fighting part, just do the most effective part. And then the third problem that you might run into with this age group is if they have younger siblings, you're going to have a six-year-old or a seven-year-old who's watching that four-year-old and going, why do I have to do school when they don't have to? And so this is a really good chance to establish the fact in your homeschool that when you are seven, you have certain expectations on you. When you're six, you have certain expectations on you. When you were four, you didn't have to do school either. But now that you're six or seven, you do. And when that child, when your brother or sister is six or seven, they're going to have to do school. And I'm sorry, That's just the way it is. We have a saying in our house, it's suck it up, buttercup. And this is one of those places where that saying is appropriate. Okay, so those are some of the struggles that you might have with early elementary students and a few tips on how to deal with those struggles. Now, let's talk about what subjects should you be teaching in the early elementary years in your homeschool. And the good news is it's probably way less than what you think. So there are some basics that every young child needs to start learning. And those are things that we call skill area subjects. Um, And not even all the skill area subjects. So basically, you want to focus on teaching that child to read. And I am a huge fan of a phonics-based program. Our very favorite program was all about reading. And it was multi-sensory. It had a lot of pieces we would cut out and they would move about or they would move tiles about. The lessons, we could make them very, very short. We broke up one lesson over the course of like three to four days, and um, it was our favorite program. So teaching your child to read, that is the first thing. The second is some kind of math program for your child. And like I said, you're going to do about 10 minutes of this math program a day. So I am actually going to refer you to a blog called Kate's Homeschool Math Help, where she has a number of different articles on helping you choose the best math program for your child. Our personal favorite is a program called Matthew C, which is a mastery-based program, which is set up very differently than anything you've probably ever seen if you're coming out of the public school system. Um, but we have loved that program and it has stood my children well. So I'll link for that one. I'll link that one for you also as well. And then you need to teach them some kind of handwriting program. Um, you can start with cursive 
or you can start with print. I have friends who have started with cursive. We took the traditional route and started with print. If I had it to do over again, I probably would start with cursive. Um, I'll find you a cursive resource that you can look at, a cursive first resource. But we actually used a program called Letter Stories from IEW, and that was our favorite print first program for our kids. Basically, that's it right there. Those three programs, learning how to read, doing a little bit of math every day, and learning how to do some handwriting. And that handwriting practice, five minutes tops. Seriously. Okay. What does your child who is K through three not need? They don't need grammar. Okay. Like, don't do grammar with little kids. (laughs) Just save yourself the trouble and don't. Wait until they're at least 10 years old to start the grammar program. And honestly, the composition program as well. You're going to be reading a lot of good books. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. And you are also going to be having conversations with your child, um, getting them to express their thoughts. So do not worry about the act of composition at such an early age. As they get older, you might want to add copy work and maybe a little bit of dictation because that's going to help them ease into those composition writing skills. And when I say copy work and dictation, I'm talking about maybe for a second grader or third grader, but don't worry about getting your children to write paragraphs or papers when they are under 10 years old. It is simply not necessary. Okay, so your next question is, what about science and what about history and all those other subjects? Shouldn't my students be doing those? Shouldn't we have a textbook or a workbook? And the answer is, no, you shouldn't. Do not worry about that kind of stuff when your kids are younger. What you want to do instead for these content area subjects is you want to follow your children's interests. So if they're into dinosaurs, if they're into space, if they're into King Arthur, if they're into ancient Egypt, you want to get tons and tons of picture books about those things and read, read, read and find some fun hands-on projects to do with those things. Because while these kids are young, while you don't have a lot of requirements on you, you want to teach them that learning is something that we enjoy doing and it's fun and exciting. And you do that by reading lots of good good books and doing some fun hands-on activities. You don't need expensive curriculum to do that. There are lots of book lists. We have a number of them on our own site, and fun activities to do online. And finally, since I'm having a hard time keeping this one to under 10 minutes, what should you really be focusing on when your kids are in these early elementary years? And the biggest thing is habit building, building the good habits of being a good learner. So being consistent with your homeschool, like we talked about in last week's episode, that's really important. Building a morning time habit where your kids get up and really enjoy starting their day to together by doing some of these fun content area things in a family context and just setting the tone for your homeschool day with a morning basket by enjoying learning together. Um, And I have some resources for you on my website for that one. I'll link to that in the show notes. And then just focusing in on love of learning and those basic skills. Keep it simple 
do it together. Enjoy your time. Okay, so next week, we actually have our very first interview episode of the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. We're going to be speaking to Matt Matheson all about teaching your kids about money. It's going to be a fun episode. We'll be back next week with that one. And until then, keep on homeschooling.